You're listening to the 104 Sports Report, your main source for Oswego sports, hosted by Zach Case and Joey Palatsky. Welcome to Episode 7 of Season 3 of the 104 Sports Report, your main source for Oswego sports. I'm Zach Case, and alongside me is my co-host, roommate, my go-to guy, my right-hand man, Joey Palatsky. Joey, welcome back to another episode of the podcast, and uh, I think you're pretty excited uh, for this new format we're running. Yeah, you know, spring sports are back starting uh, this upcoming Saturday. You know, we got men's lacrosse, women's lacrosse, baseball, softball, everything's coming back. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's exciting. We're going to have the weekend previews, the weekend recaps. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's real exciting stuff. Oh, definitely. I definitely agree with you there. And uh, I just want to say that uh, Saturday at 1 p.m., I'll be on the call for the men's lacrosse game against Oneonta. And I'll be the first voice WTOP 10 Live Sports will hear in over a year. So uh, I'm pretty stoked. Uh, I'm going to start prepping tonight, have a bunch of sheets ready to go, be in the box for the first game uh, ever at Laker Turf for me. I'm pretty excited. And I just want to shout out uh, Thomas Turgeon for deciding to go to the Sabres game to watch a team that's last NHL and not be my broadcasting partner. You're going to be on the first call for T.O.P., but uh, you might not make it out of the first round of Mike Madness. So, hey, hey, I was going to get there, but I guess you brought it up a little early Uh, before we really dive into the episode. Mike Madness is a a March Madness tournament we are running with the sports media personalities we have inside the three organizations. Uh, Joey Palatsky, uh, congratulations to you. You have won your first round matchup. I'm currently still in mine. And when this episode comes out, we will know the result. Uh, let's just say I plan on surprising a lot of people tomorrow morning when they wake up at 10 a.m. Uh, with some uh, last second mail-in votes, maybe. I don't know. Not to get political, but that's how we're going to say it. That's what we're so going to so you're gonna So you're going to make burner accounts at 3 a.m. is what I'm hearing. Oh, here we go. Uh, this is what Joey Palatsky talks Dude, about. Dude, all I'm saying election. If I wake up tomorrow and you're winning, you made burner accounts. I, I did it. You know what my strategy is? Shout out to every single student in my Psych 100 class at the TA. There's 100 kids in there. If I get 50 of them to vote, automatic win. I'll do it every week from here on out. I've seen you post the link, whether it's in group chats or social medias. I've seen it at least nine times today. It's unbelievable. Yeah, dude, I've, sent- been, I've been networking all over the place. I got the Oswego baseball team backing me. I have the Oswego... Uh, I have a, a D3 hockey account backing me. I have a girl, uh, a part of the Syracuse WTOP basically backing me. I got friends in a lot of deep down places, Joey Palatsky. And you're still losing. And I'm and you're still, still losing, losing to some guy from Long Island, some random Joe Smo from Long Island. Now I, I'm going to get that wild like our podcast director. I sent yesterday's Twitter poll, and I, I'm pretty sure it was just one group chat, maybe two. And I won by a landslide. It was the largest were, margin of victory. You were talking to a guy that graduated already at a nursing home. A win's a win. A win's yeah, a win. Yeah, okay. Dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna have the most I'm gonna have more votes in my own like poll than everyone else. I'm literally gonna pass Jake Johnson I, I hope and all listen- of them. I hope he's listening to this right now. I'll see him in the second round. Jake Johnson, I'm gonna make him lick my boot. <laughs> I'm coming for him, dude. I'm coming for him. The guy, we can't, we I mean, can't give you the backstory on that, but welcome back to the 104 Sports Report. This is episode seven. We got way too political. We talked about the 2020 election, something I told Joey would never talk about based on political views uh, inside the talent here. Uh, but season three episodes, you can go check them out on our website, our Twitter, our Instagram, anchor.fm. Uh, they're doing a great, uh, great job for all of us. And uh, we're, we've been doing a uh, We've been doing pretty well, I think. I think last episode, episode six, can do a little better. 
Uh, so if you want to listen to us, you can go ahead and listen to us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, if you're Joey Platsky, and Breaker. Uh, and of course, future. It, it is kind of. I actually saw a Twitter poll the other day, and Spotify was winning. And I think it was the Johnson Hall uh, Instagram account that did the poll. Can, can, we, can we talk real quick before we get into everything? One more Twitter poll. Apparently, according to the, the WNYO Sports Twitter account, it is being debated if it's a tradition to pinch someone who's not wearing green on St. Patrick's Day. I literally that- talked about it on the news broadcast today, and I saw that. I was like, yeah, you know what the sports guys are talking about? Not the return of spring sports. I'm talking about whether or not it's okay to pinch someone in Walmart. That in has Oswego. to be a fake you thing. Know you, I mean, get, you know you'd get like jacked up if you did that, right, Joe? I'm not talking about just Oswego. I'm saying that there's no chance that's an actual tradition. Like That's something someone like made oh, up. I, I, oh, I know. That. I'm just saying if you're, in, if you're in Oswego, New York, and you walk into Walmart and you pinch someone, you're either getting a right hand or a left hand to the face. Yeah, I mean it's it'd be a weird and knowing thing to some do. Of, and knowing some of the people, not to name names, on the in in the sports world, some of them will not take that punch lightly. I mean, but the the thing is, I don't think it's targeted towards like going to a Walmart or like a stranger. I think it's towards a friend. No, but, but either like, way, it's a, well, like, there's no but chance. Like, it's real. Twitter, so that's gonna how it's gonna get taken. And Ben Grico's gonna try to spin it because he's never heard of it. It's just funny. It's just right, awesome right. content. And it's stupid stuff. Shout out to Ben Grigo. He's the beat writer uh, from March Madness doing a great job. Mike Madness. Mike, beat writer, Mike beat writer Madness, from Mike, Mike Madness. Madness. My, my apologies. And he's also doing a great job covering the COVID scene. He got shouted out by the Chancellor today uh, once again. Yeah, so shout out to him. 1.5 million uh, tests for the SUNY system. We love to see it. Yeah, it's a great and, job. Uh, yeah, it's ben a great Grigo's, thing. He, uh, he stole their press release. saw that too. I'm 16 and 16 in COVID cases. Undefeated. Reigning champ, still undefeated. Back to back to back to back to back to back. Oh, you mean like you've had 16 negative tests? I've never been never been positive, so I'm undefeated. No, I'm let's uh, go. I really hope we don't jinx that. But yeah, yeah, we just jinx it. <laughs> oh, um, no. Of course, uh, let's let's, <laughs> let's get back into the podcast. We we really need a radio show, but let's <laughs> go ahead and listen to the other WNYO podcast. Uh, the radio station is going to shut down, actually, for a week because they're getting some new technology, Joe. Uh, so oh, the podcast, yeah. the podcasts mm-hmm. are going to be the only department still running. So shout out to every other podcast uh, still going. And and really, uh, we are the bread and butter of WNYO. And, and I really appreciate all the work we do. And uh, uh, one thing I really want to point out, Google Voice, I have no notifications from that application. Leave a message or voicemail at 315-216-7593. Read that, read that slower one more time. Slower and one more time. 315 Seven five nine three. Also, questions, also comments, concerns. Send them to Joey and me. We want to talk to you. We literally want to talk to you. Like it's not hard. Just call. Um. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, the passion is there on that 100. Um, percent You have to. You have to use your smartphone to walk into Oswego Dining Hall. So that means you have it. So that means I know you have a phone app. I would like to point out real quick that you said how the podcast or the backbone of uh of WNYO. Shout out to the podcast director, Matt Watling, who's currently winning 53 to 47 in the first round of Mike Madness. Oh, oh wait, he's beating you. Actually, I forgot about that. Uh, thanks for wrapping up the introduction to the episode seven. This has been the wonkiest episode we've ever had. We're seven minutes in. And if you made it this far, shout out to you guys. You guys are the true supporters, the true backers. And uh, go vote for me. Oh, it's too late. Never mind. My bad. I said we weren't, won't promote myself. And I think Matt held his own, too. He wasn't going to promote himself. So really shout out to Matt. He's a great guy and a great podcast director. And let's dive into episode seven topics here. Buck in your corner. We're going to wrap up uh, the season. 
And we're going to dive into uh, men's lacrosse because that's what's next on our list of things to talk about here on the 104 Sports Board and in Oswego. And then we're going to give you two game previews uh, for this weekend's games. And we're uh, kicking off spring sports in a banger of a way. Let's dive into Buccaneer Corner for the final time. I love this. This is going to be probably one of the final times we talk about Buccaneer Corner this semester and probably the final time we'll talk about it until next winter when Oswego hockey returns because really uh, it's not it's not anything against any other sport in Oswego High School. It's We're a college, and it's a hockey town. Those two things add to Oswego High School hockey. So, Joe, I'm going to let you talk about it a little bit because I know you know a lot about the boys' team, uh, and I know a little bit more about the girls' team. Uh, so if you want to talk about the guys, go ahead, Joe. You're all in. Yes, this boys Buccaneers uh, Oswego High School hockey team. Uh, they went eight and eight this year. Um, obviously, it was a uh, it was a slower start to the season. Got a four game win streak towards the end, and then uh, last three games they lost to Syracuse four nothing, lost to Casanova seven six, and a uh, comeback win for Cas. And then they beat Watertown in the uh, season finale to you know hit that five hundred record uh, six to one win, and um, that was behind. I remember that four goal effort from Braden Miller. And that was, you know, a very uh, uh, it was a big confidence booster for the Buccaneers going into the offseason. Definitely have to agree with you there to go eight and eight against the schedule you guys had. Shout out to you guys. If anyone's listening from the team, you guys did great. And I'm happy you guys were able to have a season this year for the parents and fans. Thank you for listening to WNYO broadcast. It was really fun connecting with you guys in the community. And I really like the relationship we are growing right now with these two hockey teams. And I hope we can continue it in some capacity next year. We'll figure out what that is at a later date. But, yeah, this hockey team is a good team, a team that's growing, a team that might be losing a senior goaltender in Brandon Demling, but overall has so much firepower on offense that they can do without him almost. And they could outscore teams, not a way you play hockey, not the not the right way or the way you should. Uh, but with an offense like that, you can. Colin Sanfrano, Chef Sanfrano, if we want to get there, uh, he's doing a great job. What a guy to come out, really, in the breakout first season and really come into the spotlight. And we had nothing, no knowledge on him coming out of the team, really. And he did a great job. And then shout out to Frank the Tank, Winchek, Adam, Captain Mahalski, and uh, some other, oh, oh, Shake the Bake, uh, Miller, uh, and, and no, Marcus Baker, excuse me. Those guys on that offense and, and the defense from Adam Mahalski and his offensive firepower, they, they're awesome competitors, awesome players. And it was really fun watching this team grow from the first game inside the Crystal Foley ice rink against Ontario Bay to the last against Watertown, where they demolished Watertown six to one. So, Joe, final comments on the boys team before we dive into this girls team that they, they yeah. really had a different season compared to the boys. Obviously, like you said, um, th- there were major contributors and, and uh, leaders in the senior class with Demling, um, Mahalski, Winchek and de Blasi. But there's plenty, you know, it, it's a promising young team. With Braden Miller coming back next year, the uh, he's a sophomore this year. Colin Sanfrano coming back next year, the junior. Um, you know, it's a majority of the team, the majority of the scoring, and the majority of the the, uh, the defense comes from juniors and sophomores. And uh, you know, a team that went eight and eight this year at five hundred, it's going to be an exciting. It's going to be a very exciting team to watch next year. I think they're going to have a very good season. Definitely. And they're going to have a schedule that's a little easier than this year. That's my final comment really on this team and, and shout out to the underclassmen too, for doing a great job. There's a couple of freshmen. I know I could name and, and if we had more time, we would talk about them, but they did a great job and it was fun watching them grow too. And, and I can't wait to see what they can do when we're still in Oswego and what they grow into. Cause we're going to get to watch uh, next to the Oswego state team, what they do next season, diving into the girls Buccaneers hockey team. Now the Owen six 
record overall record for that group. Uh, it, it, it really is what it is. It was a growing season for the club and for the team and a, a lot of new faces on the roster, a big roster, and they did a decent job. They really did grow from the first game they played against Skinny Alice to the last against Clinton. The scoreline might not say it. A 7-1 loss is not what you want to get, obviously, but really against a good Clinton team that could have won states and sectionals again this year, they did well. Of course, uh, all losses, six six games played, that's not a lot for a for a hockey season that usually plays 20. So it is what it is, really. And, and with COVID, it's, it, it sucks, obviously, uh, but a good team and, and really a team that can grow. And it's going to be fun to watch. They have some young goaltending, Joe, and I think they will do a great job next season when they can see different teams and different teams that might not be skinny Atlas and Clinton. So that's all I got to say really on this team. And you can, you can, we can talk about it more, uh, but really that that's the points that I want to hit here. Yeah, obviously. I mean, just playing Clinton skinny Atlas, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's literally state. It's some of the best teams in the state. Um, you can't really expect much from the South Eagle girls team. You know, they did show signs of promise four, two loss, five, four loss. But um, I think they're going to look a lot better next year against against competition that's both, you know, below their level and at their level. I think they're going to play very well. I think they're trained, honestly. Just, you know, they're not going to see harder competition next year than what they saw this year. It's going to be, you know, it's everything they see next year is going to be lower. I mean, for the most part, it's just going to be – it's going to be the, – the other teams are going to be not nearly as good as Clinton and Skinny Atlas. And um, I think this girls team's you know, going to be looking pretty good next year. They're battle-tested now. Yeah, definitely. They, they really went through the gauntlet this year and shout out to the coaching staff, the players and the families once again for letting WNYO and Joey and I and, and some other media media guys to walk in and, and really take over and and do what we do best. And it was really fun to watch both teams. And uh, this is really going to wrap up Buccaneer Corner this year and this semester on the podcast and on the 104 Sports Report. And it's been fun covering high school sports. Uh, but really, we got to get into what we are here to talk about and why this podcast was made. And that's for Oswego State Athletics. And guess what, Joe? They return in two days. We're going to have one more sleep heading into Friday and another sleep heading into Saturday. And we'll get to see men's lacrosse finally take on an opponent here in the Laker Turf Stadium. One thing I wanted to note before we really dive into their season preview, they were supposed to play Morrisville uh, on Wednesday. So today when we recorded this, uh, they were supposed to play him today. It got canceled due to a positive COVID-19 case on the Morrisville Mustangs roster. And due to conference rules, Morrisville cannot play and they have to go on pause. So it's supposed to be played today at four o'clock. That's Wednesday, 317. Uh, you're listening on Thursday, obviously. Uh, but they couldn't play, so they got to practice instead. And Oswego is going to be ready to go for a non-conference matchup against the Oneonta Red Dragons. Joe, the reason behind that is due to the divisions. They're in different divisions this year. And uh, really, this is going to be a great game on 1 o'clock on Saturday, and I'll be on the call for it on WTOP 10. Yeah, obviously, and uh, in terms of the game against Morrisville, that is canceled. You know, if you're the Lakers, you've got to be happy that that, um, that that case got caught before Morrisville came here. Um, you know, it's, it's going to save weeks of the season, honestly, that, you know, that, uh, that Oswego is not going to be playing against Morrisville, who might have had, you know, a COVID case. And, um, well, do they have the positive COVID case now, but, um, yeah. I don't know what's what it's looking like for Morrisville for their lacrosse team. I don't know if they're going on pause for however long. But like you said, the game obviously is canceled. And then big home opener Saturday against Oneana. This is a familiar team. Obviously, it's weird saying non-conference because they're on the SUNYAC. But like you said, the divisions. 
And I mean, it's just gonna be exciting to have uh, to have live sports back on the turf and back on uh, SUNY Oswego campus. We're gonna break down that Oneonta game uh, coming up in the game previews, but let's talk about the schedule. Seven games currently on the schedule, and, and coaches were told, and and we were told as media members that that will change. Conf- non-conference games will get added uh, to the schedule, and, and hopefully we'll have more than two. I think that Morrisville game will get rescheduled, so you guys are in luck for for some more action, really. And there's four home games at the Lakers Turf Stadium. So WNYO, WTOP10, and of course, Oswego Gonian writing up. We'll have all the coverage there for those games. But let's talk about that 2020 season that got cut short. Overall record of 3-1. and one. No conference games were played. Undefeated at home. Season got canceled on March 14th. Roughly uh, almost uh, more than a year ago, uh, but three days from a year ago. And the points leader was Tim Schroff with three goals, eight assists, and 11 points. Show any comments really on that 2020 season before we dive into our players to watch? Um, yeah, obviously, you know, it was a, it was the shortened season. And um, one thing that does stick out to me here is, you know, Tim Schroff, like you just said, points leader with 11 points. He's one of 14 seniors from last year's team that's not coming back. And, you know, it, it was a very heavy senior class, a lot of big names, big contributors. And there's, you know, a whole lot of guys that aren't coming back. But, um, you know, it will be nice for all the returners to finally have a, a live game this year. And, I mean, that's going to bring us straight into our key players, really. It's it's two returners. You know, you have you know, you just want to get in yours first, go for it. Yeah, definitely. I'm here first on the list, and I know Joey – uh, probably wanted to steal a spotlight a little bit, but it was good segue, Joe. And we'll talk about Kevin O'Donnell first, my player to watch. And not to spill any secrets, but tonight at 8 o'clock beneath the surface, we'll be talking with uh, Kevin O'Donnell. It was a great interview. I got to listen to it uh, and, and listen back and listen to it live. And it was an awesome interview with Michael Gross. So shout out to Gross for doing a great job with that interview. You can watch it on WTOP 10 or listen to it at WNYO tonight at 8 o'clock. And Kevin O'Donnell, senior goaltender for the team. He's played in 33 games for the Lakers, appearing in every game since joining the team, and which is crazy. In career stats, he's got an 8.99 goals against average, a .586 save percentage. And comparing that to hockey, that's horrible. But it's lacrosse, so it's like I'm just confused out of my mind because usually that number is a little lower and then the save percentage is a little closer to one is what it is. And he's faced 1,145 shots uh, and he's got a 20 and 12 overall record while in that. So for Kevin O'Donnell, the guy from Ohio coming to SUNY Oswego, he talked about how his dad drives up to every game, six hours, really a, a great kid and, and a great senior, a guy that the, this team's going to miss and, a, and really a leadership guy uh, that's going to lead this team through this COVID year and hopefully go to the SUNYACs like he talked about. He wants to be there. He wants to win and he thinks this team deserves it. Yeah, obviously, um, you know, I think that is a very interesting point that you said. If we're looking at a hockey goalie line, how how bad that, you know, nine goals and 58.6 save percentage looks. But then the 20 and 12 record and, you know, Kevin O'Donnell came in, like you said, he made an immediate impact as soon as he came in. The Mikey player to watch, someone who didn't make an immediate impact coming right in, um, Dan Doolin. He's a grad student midfielder. I got a package on him. You know, the Dan Doolin special coming out on uh, WTOP tonight. Uh, he's a grad student midfielder. He's coming back for his fifth year. He he was planning on coming back the whole time to get his MBA. And, um, you know, last season gets canceled, comes back this year, gets the extra year of eligibility. Now he's going to get to play lacrosse as well as do a fifth year. Uh, he came in, he had five points as a freshman. And then in his junior year, he upped that to uh, 31 points and he had 22 goals, which was good for second best in the team. 
And really in the interview with him and Coach Bezik, I mean, it, it's evident that Doolin just developed and he grinded and he's he's an example for the young guys who aren't going to play great minutes this year. And he's going to be a leader of the team, obviously on the field, you know, first, second, whatever it's going to be in goals and points. And then obviously off the field too for these young guys, um, you know, who may not be trusting the process, who may not be getting an ample amount of minutes this year. Doolin's going to be right there to uh, to guide these young guys. And I think it's looking like a very good lacrosse team this year. And if they're looking good on the Suniac level, they're going to be looking really good at the national level too with how competitive that SUNY, that that uh, that uh Suniac men's lacrosse conference is. But yeah, for, for really, for that team, Oswego is going to have to face Cortland, a good team like you talked about nationally, and a team that's won plenty of Suniacs, plenty of national championships. And hopefully Oswego can compete. I really like this group. They got some good leadership guys like you talked about with Dan Doolin and, and what I said with Kevin O'Donnell. So I really think this is going to be a good team and a team that can take care of business in the Suniac this year and maybe get a, get a championship under their belt in a walkie season with the divisions. Uh, this is going to really fast forward us to the game previews we talked about at the top of the show. Really, the whole reason we set up this this podcast was to do what we're doing right now. We're going to give you game previews on Thursday, talk about what's happening this weekend. And then on Monday, we're going to dive into what happened over the weekend and what you can look forward during the week before you hit us once again on Thursday with episode nine. So uh, stay tuned. A lot of fun, a lot of action coming at us. And uh, maybe we'll have sound bites from coaches too. Joe, I'm going to let you introduce the first one here with the men's lacrosse game here on set on Saturday. Yeah, obviously this uh, men's lacrosse team, 1 o'clock on Saturday over at the Laker Turf, going to be taking on Oneana. And I know uh, WTOP is going to have the coverage for the game. Obviously, Zach, you mentioned you're going to be on the call for it. Um, Oswego overall against the Red Dragons is 20 and 22. You know, looking to uh, to get close to that 500 mark with a win. And obviously, this is going to be the only game against Oneana as they are out of conference this year due to the East-West standings. Um, last matchup, Oswego won 15 to 6. So a uh, very convincing win there. And then Oswego's on a four-game win streak against Oneana historically. And um, Oswego's 13-6 and six at home against Oneana. Yeah, this is definitely going to be a good, a good game, really. And for a team like Oswego, they're going to get set here. They're going to get ready to go. And this is a good game to start before you head into the rest of your schedule and, and the rest of your games. And for Oswego, take advantage of the fact that Oneonta isn't a Suniac game. Usually you see this team in Suniac. So it's not a big deal if you do lose it, but why not win it? You know, go one and oh, have Geneseo come in next Friday uh, at a four o'clock uh, tip off once again uh, in the Laker turf stadium and get ready to go for your first Suniac game. Cause here on out, it's a grind. You're, you're going to see Brockport. You're going to see Cortland. You're going to see Geneseo again. You're going to see Brockport and Cortland once again, uh, three teams that are really good in the Suniac year in and year out. And it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a grind. And it's going to be a different season. So enjoy the fact that you have this non-conference game and maybe you'll get more and get ready to set and to really go here. And we'll see what happens with this team and with this roster. And, and I'm hoping I can say that the players we did pick to watch are going to be players you want to watch and you're going to enjoy watching. Uh, so Joe, before we dive into women's lacrosse uh, game here against Morrisville, what do you got? Anything else? No, obviously I think, uh, you know, the two guys we did mention are going to be key players. And I think it, it is interesting that this game versus Oneana obviously doesn't really count for too much besides, you know, just getting to see them. And, you know, they'll see them obviously next year multiple times with the uh, regular standings. But, um, no, I think let's, uh, let's head right into this women's lacrosse game. Yeah, and you talk about you talk about how – or we talked about how the men's lacrosse team isn't going to be able to play Morrisville right away. Well, women's lacrosse is still going to travel on the road to Morrisville to see the Mustangs. 
That's going to be Saturday at one o'clock. So we'll have two games going on. We'll probably have live updates going on if you're watching the men's lacrosse game. And for women's lacrosse, uh, a season last year that was off to kind of a rough start, an iffy start maybe. Uh, I think they're around 500. They won some, lost some. It is what it is. I think they're on a road trip when their season got canceled down in uh, Pennsylvania. And we, I know we talked to Sheila Wiley last semester, and she kind of gave us some insight uh, on what she's doing and what the team's doing. And this is going to be a fun team once again to watch. I know I've been to a practice. They looked ready to go when I was at the practice filming with one of our sports reporters for T.O.P., and really a team that against Morrisville gets it done. They are 10-0 against this team, have never lost against the Mustangs, non-conference matchup. Of course, the longest win streak is 10 games uh, since they first started playing this team uh, in 07, and they did see each other last year uh, to start the season, really, uh, and that game was in Oswego. It was a 13-8 win on February 26, 2020, before COVID really was kind of – it was still a joke, let's just say that. Uh, it's not anymore, obviously. Uh, and with a 5-0 and record at home and a 5-0 record away, Oswego should really take advantage of the fact that they can get the dub here uh, on the road. Yeah, I think um, one thing that kind of sticks out to me just a little bit is obviously with this um, with the men's lacrosse team at Morrisville getting COVID. I'm wondering, I mean, Zach, what do you think about this? Like, does, does it feel a little offsetting? I mean, obviously the men's lacrosse and the women's lacrosse teams are very different. But do you think, does it just feel a little offsetting going to a campus knowing they have COVID, I guess, in their athletics program? I mean, it's it's very different that, it, you know, it's two different teams, different locker rooms, different everything. But I feel like, I feel like it's just more concerning knowing that COVID is there. Like, it just seems more realistic. Yeah, Joe, I definitely agree with you there on the fact that there might be COVID in the facilities or something like that. But I don't think that's the biggest concern. I think the concern may be they're all lacrosse players. And really, you got some friends on other teams. We know how our athletic teams are. They they hang out and, and they're friends and they go to each other's games when, when COVID wasn't really a big thing. And I remember seeing the women's hockey team at the men's team. And obviously, they all know each other. So maybe they see each other off campus or, or go out and get dinner. And that's just one concern of mine is we don't know if it's happening in the facilities, but what's happening off campus, what's happening when you're not in class, when you're not at the practice, is there a concern there? And they did say that there's no COVID problems with that team. Uh, they all got tested and everything. I, I remember talking uh, with someone from the athletics department about that uh, in terms of this game here coming on Saturday. So there's no really big concerns in, in, in really it revolving around COVID, my main concern is can Oswego continue their winning streak against the Morrisville Mustangs? Their smallest victory came last season, 13-8. That's a multiple-goal game. That's five goals that you scored there. Why don't you go put a beating on these Mustangs and take care of business and come home and get ready for your own uh, non-conference games and then and then conference games? Why not? You know what I mean, Joe? Yeah, I think going into this weekend, both the uh, the men's and women's across them, I think, you know, I think they both got decent chances in, uh, in their games. And, you know, we wish good luck to them both. And we'll recap the games Monday. I definitely have to agree with you there. And that's going to really conclude our episode on the 104 Sports Board. This has been episode three or, or excuse me, episode seven of season three. And just a reminder, listen to the rest of our episodes. Joey and I put a lot of work in this to bring you guys content on all Oswego sports. And we're doing it. We're, I hope we're doing a great job. And we want to continue doing a great job for you guys. Uh, you can listen to us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, uh, Breaker, and Spotify. And we are a WNYO affiliate, 88.9 FM, or online at WT or WNYO 889org 
Mike Mattis, of course, if you want, go vote for whoever. I'm not going to say vote for me. I'm not going to say Joe, vote for just Joe. Vote. Actually, you can vote for Joey, but just go vote. Go get involved in the fun. It's a cool thing that the media guys are doing to kind of just be on Twitter, you know, be a little active and, and have a little friendly competition. And and just really before we get out of this topic, I'll send it to Joe for some final thoughts on the Mike Madness topic. Yeah, even if you don't want to vote for me or Zach, just go, you know, it, it just looks cool seeing hundreds of votes on there. Just go to it's Mike Morano 44, I think, on Twitter, I want to say. Yeah, you're right. You're, you're right. Yeah, on just, that. just go to go to Mike's Twitter, literally click a name based off whichever name you think is coolest. And I mean, let's it's, it's a fun little thing we got going and just, you know, get involved in it. Currently, there are 227 votes in the poll that I'm running uh, against Matt Watling. Give the people uh, update on the split. What's the percentage of that? 52 to 48. I'm kind of pulling back with the last two votes coming in for me. We're under 12 uh, so hours. I just, I dude, I just want to say tomorrow morning, there's going to be a, a real difference. I, I don't want to guarantee anything, but obviously this episode's coming out after the morning. You got people really, on the West Coast? No, I really think, I really think tomorrow morning with my TA class that I do, I really think I can pull some people. I really think I can. What, what I feel like I, what? I feel like I have too much faith in my class. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I hope they don't let you down. And dude, we'll if, Matt, if they do let me down, I'll never look at them the same. But uh, Joe, what's your uh, Twitter account? I know it's just Joey Palatsky, but give it to the people. Yep. Joey Palatsky. Um, you know, I'm getting more active on there. Mike Madness and uh, sports happening. It's, uh, it's turned into a pretty active uh, Twitter presence, really. I wouldn't say active. He's really just retweeting stuff and dropping comments that aren't necessary on other people's posts. But uh, for me, Zach K6 on Twitter for COVID updates, anything Mike Madness revolving my life and, and the case closed hashtag and and uh, for WTOP and anything really, you you can check me out on there. Uh, men's lacrosse too. I'll be, I'll be talking about them on Saturday. So check out the broadcast, check out the game. And really, if you wanted to uh, tune in. Uh, and for uh, the 104 Sportsport, Twitter and Instagram at 104 Sportsport, pretty simple. Please talk to us on Google Voice, Joe. Please. Dude, let's, uh, man, we got, let's find this phone number. I, I, I got wanna... it. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it. it again. I'll Do say it. it slowly. 315-216-7593. Joe, say it. Say it with me. 315-216-7593. Come on. Oh. It's questions, comments, concerns. Hey, hey, Zach. Hey, Zach. I'm really a fan of the podcast. If you have any questions, you know what, Zach? What do you think of the men's lacrosse team? What did you think of the game? What, what, what's going to happen the rest of the season? Can they win the Suniac? It's simple. It's simple questions, Joe. Hey, Zach, I really don't like your podcast. I think you're doing a, a bad job, and I really want you to do better. Please do this. Wow. I, it would make us, it would make our life so much easier to know that we actually are talking to people and there's other people on the other side of the phone. Really? That's how, that's how I want to feel. Yeah. It wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be such a shame. Joey, any final comments before we, this has been a passionate episode. It's nothing wrong. with It's it, all over the place, Joe. All over know, the place. It's, it's nothing wrong with it. This is, what, this is what happens. Usually, usually me and Zach chop up. We do certain blocks at certain times. This is a half hour straight. It's uh, it's what happens. I don't know. It, it, it is what it is. And this is how I guess the episodes are going to be the rest of the time through. So we'll see what happens. And, and thank you for your continued support of the 104 Sports Sport. Of course, for Zach and Joey, we really appreciate it. And you guys are doing a great job. And for Mike Madness, go tune in and, and everything else revolving around spring sports. Please tune in to us and go check us out on all your favorite podcast platforms. For Joey and Zach Case, uh, Joey Platsky, that is. 
Uh, thank you for listening. And uh, you've been listening to your main source for Oswego Sports.